this is the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. You're listening to Pro Football IQ. I do it for the glory. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to episode 5 of Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. I'm your host, Dallas Thomas, joined by my co-host, Joel Baglio. Joel, there was a game of football last Sunday. Woo! Man, there was a game. That was a game. Yep. So, a lot of people, this game faced a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from start to finish, even the halftime faced a lot of criticism <laughs> somehow. Right, right, right. Um, but this game faced a lot of criticism, especially from casual fans and people who don't True. love football. People that specifically don't like defensive battles. Right. It, you, and what's crazy to me is you saw a lot of the media even got in on the action of how, oh, what a snooze fest. I, I enjoyed it. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't the football powerhouse that we expected, right? Especially considering the two teams that went into the Super Bowl. Right. You and I. I think we had pretty similar projections. Yeah, fairly, uh, in the in the thirties yeah, for yeah. for pretty much both yeah. teams. We both expected the second half to be booming with big plays. Right. And to see this game go go sixty minutes of football mm-hmm. and not not get to where we thought it would. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was a little disappointing because I I was hoping I was just waiting for it to break out and right. it never did. Become that just like just super show and just like you know and that's what that's what everyone's expecting because it's considered you know the the best show on the planet. It's it's the Super Bowl. This is the biggest bowls of all bowls. And for me, yes, it was underwhelming, but I enjoy both sides of the ball. So when I saw a lot like. A lot of people don't pay attention if it's not touchdowns they're not really paying attention right but for myself i like looking at little things that certain players are doing that are impacting the game you know well the thing is that's not if i'm roger goodell which god help me if i was <laughs> uh I, i'd be the most hated man on the planet i'm pretty sure i just got booed around the world for even saying his name but uh if i'm roger goodell that's not the game that i want for my super bowl right that's course, n- that's yeah. not the game that i want to yeah. show the world i want to yeah. sh- i want to show the world uh, the Chiefs. Right. You know, I want I want to show them high octane offense, right. not 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 powerful defenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to show the world exciting football, and this wasn't necessarily exciting football, but it was still good. And as it goes back to as much as the league is trying to trend right now, to you know they the college schemes, people are always pushing these scores up. You can see that the league wants this to be high scoring games, but at the end of the day, it's what they always say is. That defense wins championships. Right. People Offense, people say that? They do. People say that. They do. That is a thing. That is a thing. Defense wins championships. Offense wins games. Yeah. Defense wins championships. You're right. You're right. And you did say that you you preferred the Patriots defense. Yeah. I said that I preferred that Rams defense. I believe that the Rams defense did a better job than the Patriots defense. The only problem is, is that the Rams offense did a more terrible job <laughs> than the Patriots' offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that game. There, people, people brought up a lot of excuses, um, and then you, you know, you see the the post game interviews with with McVeigh, and he says, "I was just out coached tonight," and, and I, I believe that was to him. Yeah, dude, to be able as as good, you know how much pride he's got to have to make to make the, to make the, it to the Super Bowl at, as in the stage that he's in in his career. 
So early early like 30s, that. youngest coach to ever go Not, to the Super Bowl. Hasn't even had a losing season yet. Right. He First season in, brings his team to the playoffs. Second season in, to the Super Bowl. Like, he's bringing it. I followed him on Twitter last week, and I think uh, I think I'm going in for my interview to be a head coach in the NFL next week. Hey, well, let me tell you what. Uh, I mean, Zach Taylor. Uh, I mean, that was his like right hand man, and he is now the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Come on now, we'll make it happen. Hey, that's. I mean, dude, if you if you if you are <laughs> under if you're under college, if you Shanahan, know if you know <laughs> McVay, it's on. Get ready. Yeah, I'm gonna become his personal hairstylist. I love it. And then he's gonna give me a gig. He'd be exactly. Like, Joel, you know football. Let me get you put. Let me put you to work. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm down. Let's I hope go. so. I hope so. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking LA, for an baby. NFL payday. Where is my NFL payday? But I, I really like this game. Uh, I believe the final score was 13 to three. Right. Right. Uh, this wasn't. This wasn't the offensive game that I would have expected mm-hmm. from Tom Brady. No. I I wanted to see. more. It was what I expected. What I expected of Tom Brady, but it wasn't what your casual fan expected. Right, of Tom right. Brady. Now he was able; they were able. The, the Patriots were able to make it happen. Oh yeah, and they were able to push through through a tough defense. But yeah. I, I think the the unsung here. I think Jul, Julian Edelman won the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, uh, and you know a lot of people had questions as to why right, didn't rightfully so rightfully so. But a lot of people had questions as to why a Patriots defensive player. Didn't didn't get because uh, didn't become the MVP, and that's because I, I said it before, and I'll reiterate now: the Patriots are not an amazing team. They are not a world-changing team. But what they do have is a bunch of guys who play their part really, really well. They don't have one particular defensive superstar, but what they have is a lot of cogs in the machine right. who can make their defense run. And so that's why if you can if you can make the whole defensive scheme yeah. the MVP, then kudos to you. Right. You then the defense deserved it more than Julian Edelman. For me, the Patriots remind me of the the way that Bilicek uh, constructed his defense is almost like a checkerboard. Okay, you have a piece, a blank spot, a piece, a blank. Every blank spot is just your basic player that can be found on the market that fits what he likes, mm-hmm. like that aren't expensive. But that piece that's next to them that does fill that space, that's his guy. Like, that guy knows responsibilities. He understands where to be. He understands what Belichick wants. He can make the reads. And every that's how he has that continuity. Because everywhere there's a little gap, there's a guy right next to him that understands their role and mm-hmm. how to help the guy next to them. So yeah. they are less athletic but more smart. And, you know, I love... I love going back and watching the NFL series that they put on YouTube every week of, of these games, and it's their Miked Up series. Mm-hmm. It's the best content that they release because you feel like you're actually there. And guess what? Guess what, NFL fans who have no clue where they got that idea from? That's a that's a plan. That's an old plot from the original XFL where mm. they had mics sewn into their clothing. Really? The, this was this was wow. an old XFL doing some research, situation. Huh? Well, I just know about I know a thing or two about yeah. the XFL. Hey, we'll boys, get to that later. This is, this is you getting the good stuff right here. You ain't got to go googling or nothing. We we digging it up. We come, finding that. We come to Pro them. Football IQ and please don't fact check. You getting <laughs> you getting the cookies here, man. Hey, that's you know it. what? This is this is good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh but no, that's my that's my favorite series that the NFL does. If they do one thing well, it is the mic'd up series that yeah, they do. Agreed. And I, very I loved, good, very good quality. Too. I loved it's, it's cinema quality uh, footage. And they pick the best. They pick the best moments. Like they, oh yeah, they go through all of that because you know a, a lot of those players are mic'd up. Right. 
And for the thing, the thing is, most of them are usually like ten to twelve minutes. You know, right. even the even the shorter games, regular season games, can range to like four minutes. This one was forty six minutes long. The the Super Bowl coverage one was forty six minutes long. Wow. Uh, and so I watched about twenty minutes before I tapped out this week. But uh, it was great. And you know, Sean McVay talked about being out coached, and you could see this mic'd up series where Belichick is saying, "Oh, that looks like." That looks like a play action. Yeah. He's nope. That that looks like a play action. We're gonna call something on that and then change their you know change the yep. defense. Yep. And so I think that's what they the Patriots did a fantastic job mm-hmm. of being able to shut down the most explosive offense in the NFL today. Right. And I mm-hmm. think I think they deserve a lot more credit than they've gotten. Yeah. And you know the Lombardi Trophy isn't enough uh, because sometimes you don't earn respect with trophies. You earn respect right. by by making your name be known. And that's what that's what they did. And I hope that people will understand what the Patriots did this season in this postseason. And it was truly it was a special run. Um, I, I've said it before. I don't love the Patriots, but I do respect the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Brady earned my respect this year. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's earned your respect um, in all the latter years. But this this year was a year where he just showed up and did what it was expected. They didn't ask him to do much. He only had to make a couple of key throws. Uh, and what you just talked about with Belichick, I think that is the biggest, biggest outlier for me. Belichick, once again, he I told you that Wade Phillips has the juice to stop Brady. Yeah. You tell me. Right now, you tell me that it's Tom Brady is going into the Super Bowl next year and they only put up 13 points. Are you going to tell me they win that game? I don't know. You're going to tell know. me you think they win that game? No. 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 That was a masterful performance You're by right. Belichick. And that's what I was trying to tell you is that a lot of people like to credit Brady. Belichick drafted Brady. Belichick developed Brady. Belichick has been the engine in that entire team for a long time and and he goes and a lot of times he only watches parts of plays he'll go back to the his players and he'll let them know he in, he he increases their knowledge situational he's like guys we only need two more stops here or guys this is what they're going to be doing this is what you need to look for and it's just like he simplifies he knows right. how to make hard things like able to be seen it's they they become uh something they can envision but there's another thing I wanted to talk about um, I did a little bit of reading earlier in the week when they did, you know, they do the uh, Super Bowl coverage and Brady and Goff got together and they were doing like little fun stuff with you know on the mic and this yeah, and that. Yeah. So Brady, I don't know if you heard, but Brady, they asked Brady, they were like, "Do you have any advice for Goff?" And Brady says, "I'm not gonna give him any advice." <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, like just the, the the competitor that he is, yeah, you know. Yeah. Instead of just being like, you know, you gotta be, you got if you want to play at this level, you got, you know. But he's just like, I'm not gonna give him advice on how to, you know, and on how say, to beat me. <laughs> and a lot of people said that that legit intimidated Goff a little bit because he's very young. He, you have to realize he's only been in a couple seasons. He's still a very young quarterback. Yeah, he's he's a young you guy. Know? But I think I think the way he performed. It it wasn't his, it wasn't his peak for uh, performance. Right. No. Well, and but, that that goes back to to Belichick. Belichick knew what to do to stop him. Yeah. He, Belichick made calls. He called the Lions. He called the Bears, and he asked them, "Hey, what was your what was your main focus and game plan against the Rams?" And they and they get and they give it to it's Belichick. They should be cheating, dude. Because you, you, know, you shouldn't be able to. Because do that. if it's them and they call Belichick, Belichick's gonna give him a nugget. Right. So yeah, they're gonna scratch his back. And that's what they did, and I call that tampering. And I feel I feel bad because I watched McVeigh, and on the sideline, 
you can see the rest of the the, the players. They felt defeated. They they were they were getting that that like that hovering crowd, and that's what we talked about. That a lot of people beat themselves before they actually get beaten by yeah. Brady. They mentally start to go, "Oh gosh, I've seen this before." Right. You know, and that's that's the reason I I, I jokingly say that I don't bet against Tom Brady in the right right. In the, in the but playoffs. you kind of mean it. It's but I mean it's it's true. It's a real thing. But there's a mentality that goes into it. Whenever you're whenever you're down on the scoreboard against Tom Brady, it's hard to picture yourself coming back on top. And uh, I think that's what happened to the Rams is they yeah. they weren't Especially able to when see they themselves get winning. No offense going. It was rough. It was. It, it was, was a rough. rough go, man. I mean, they they get the, the the defense comes up big and forces Brady's first pass to be an interception, and they go three and out. Right. That's like what defense is like. What dude? Come on. I know it was it was it was frustrating to watch. Um, I, I just I I know that Tom Brady is is a special player, mm-hmm. and uh, to see him do what he did this this season, uh, a lot of people doubted him. But then you know I'm also I don't doubt Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't want to bet against him. In no way is he the underdog in any situation he goes mm-hmm. into. But a lot of people did. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, yeah. they played the underdog I think card. That was, I think that was kind of a Vegas ploy, to be honest, now that I'm looking back at it. That was that was a media trying their hardest to yeah. pull a storyline out of Tom Brady yeah. and trying to pull trying a storyline. Trying not to let it become this stale thing every year, the Patriots right. and the Super Bowl. Right, um, But yeah, I, I did feel bad for McVay because I, could wa- I watched him on the sideline and I went back and watched highlights and I could see like he was trying to keep his composure – but you could see he was getting them. The nerves were kicking in. He was telling his guys, "We're all right. We're all right. We're good. Yeah. We're good." You know, mm-hmm. and, and it, you can see his players. He can tell his players are like, "We're not good," and right. he's like, "We're good. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get it right here, this, right here. This is the one." Like, and he'd get his offense on the field, and they would go maybe maybe get two first downs and get shut down. Yeah, and he was just like, "We're good. We're all right." Even after golf through the interception, he was like, "Hey, hey, we're we're good. We're good." Well, that's that's why watching watching mic'd up. Um, you can hear them talk about you know going into the second half. Mm-hmm. You can hear them say, "All right, it's it's like a clean slate. We're only we're only down a little bit. It's gonna be fine. We're right. good." Right. And trying to trying to console themselves as much as possible, but it, it's hard to combat that. It's hard mm-hmm. to combat that self doubt whenever you're down right. against Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. And it, it showed the weaknesses in um, the the limitations. Here here's how I try to describe how amazing Belichick is. You put the players. Take the names of the players on that Rams defense and then take the players' names on the Patriots defense and look at the stats and then look at what players are in what spots. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shows you like how much money is being spent on the Rams because they have superstars. Oh, my gosh. Guys yeah. that have, have been there, done that, guys that played at the highest level, seen Brady, seen all these other these top quarterbacks. They know what's going on. And they had Wade Phillips. And Belichick still put up a better defensive performance than the Rams. Well, that's that's why that the machine, the machine of guys who know how to do their job correctly mm-hmm. and know how to do their job well mm-hmm. will always out will always outwork yep. a superstar. Yep. Will always outwork the singular guy who's just great. Yeah. Um I mean, you look at I mean, this is off topic, but you look at the Giants offense Mm-hmm. And you have Odell Beckham Jr., who is mm-hmm. he's my per, he's my personal favorite receiver mm-hmm. in, in the league. Yeah, top three receiver. But I don't see the I don't see the machine around him to well, bring no. them Mm-mm. to a Super Bowl level. Right. right. And I love Odell. Mm-hmm. L- Forever LSU. Yeah. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. 
But if you don't have the team around you to bring you to the to the big game, then mm-hmm. it's all for naught. Right. Imagine if he would have went to the Saints. Oh my! I don't want to talk about it. Imagine, imagine if he came back to the the boot and played. Can we can we talk? We have to address something about the about the Saints and about New Orleans as a city. Oh, do we have to? We have to. We have to. Um, you know, a lot of people complained about this Super Bowl. A lot of people, and this isn't about this isn't about New Orleans specifically, but a lot of people uh, said we're not going to watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And people who did watch the Super Bowl didn't like it, right? And they complained yeah. and they griped and moaned and said, "Oh, it's not the football I want to see." Was, yeah, that was, that's casual fans for me. That's casual fans, but you know, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Right. I mean, I hope you do watch it because we host a radio show about football. Right. And if you like football, hopefully you listen to Pro Football IQ, the podcast yeah. that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week yeah. in football. And we want to hear right? from you. We want to hear from you if you if you want to talk about football. But here's the thing. If you don't want to watch football, you don't have to watch it. And if you if you chose not to watch the Super Bowl, then that's fine. I, and here's, I accept that. And here's the beautiful thing: a lot of people said that they didn't, that they weren't going to watch the Super they Bowl, ended up watching it. but still watch the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And this is where I got to give a shout out and, and some props to uh, to New Orleans, not just New Orleans Saints fans, but the city of New Orleans mm-hmm. who said we ain't watching what Super Bowl we ain't doing y'all got football on we ain't watching although that they had football on it was some of their old tapes oh, I know. when they made their championship run yeah. <laughs> so uh, the fact that that the city of New Orleans as a guns, whole baby. stuck to their guns and threw a parade and threw a party and said well we gonna have a good time you know anyway. it's a party it's always a party over there it could be a t- it could be Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. and New Orleans <laughs> oh, is throwing a party solo cups on the second balcony <laughs> pee on Bourbon Street I'm talking you, you it don't matter what time it is it's a party in New Orleans but. Uh, Got to give props to to New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. and, and to uh, to the fans in New Orleans who just said I'm not going to watch this game and stuck to their guns and had a party and watched yeah. their own Super Bowl and uh, you know didn't complain about it. You got to then- <laughs> you got to love that. I mean that that city was like nah we we're not playing this game. We're right. gonna do we're gonna do what we and that's fair. I mean you feel like you got cheated. That's that's how you're gonna react and you stuck to your guns. I like that. Um, I don't want to dive into the mess that is that is that you know it's not my no, job to, no, to deal with that. But I do want to give you a couple of nuggets before we move on from the from the Super Bowl. I love nuggets. Check this out. If I was to tell you that one team had players go out and party before the Super Bowl, which team would you have said that had been? Mm. I would say that it was uh, that it was the Rams. Well, you you know it because if if Patriots players went out, Belichick, and party, Belichick would have set them so. Belichick fast. don't play that. <laughs> Belichick would have would have said, "Hey man, you ever play ball? Come see. This is where you're gonna be. Right. This is what yep. you're gonna do. You yep. go sit down. <laughs> yeah. But yes. That's, so there's one nugget. Um, it came out. They didn't want to release that early during the week, but post Super Bowl, Rams players were out partying while Patriots fan I mean Patriots fans <laughs> Patriots fans are coming to play no but while the Patriots are doing what they always do they're practicing Prepping. excellence yep. and they're preparing to go in and do their job yeah and that's what happens when you when you're when you don't have your eye on the ball when you don't have your mind on the game mm-hmm. uh, you're going to fail you're gonna be one step you too could, short. you could tell it felt like they weren't ready yeah. by the time the game started yeah. Um 
and what a shame I you know I didn't read that but but mm-hmm. hearing hearing that uh that they decided to spend I got their that week from one party. of my little sources that that I that I pay attention to there's I follow a lot of people that that go down and cover uh Super Bowl week so yeah, yeah. um yeah I I don't doubt it it's a it's a young team it's an LA team at that mm-hmm. um and I don't doubt at all. This is how this dude specifically worded. He said, "I knew not to bet on the Rams because they were out partying." Yeah, that's that's fr- that's frustrating because you know you could have partied after the Super Bowl commi- with your ring. Commitment to to excellence. It takes more than just saying, "Yeah, we're gonna watch the tape." It's it's committing to the character behind it. Yeah. Uh, you you see the Patriots continue to be an excellent team because they have committed to the excellence that is Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. and they trust him, and they trust that what oh, yeah. he says is important. And if, so if, they're not gonna do anything to let. I think more right. important, they're not only accountable to Bill. I think the Patriots team. I think those teammates hold each other oh, yeah. accountable. Oh yeah. That's the highest form of accountability. Yeah. They you can, believe. You can, they they are the best team on the field every time they play and if they're not they believe that they can make the difference right they hold each other to a high standard and that's the reason they were able to have their their Super Bowl parade mm-hmm. where Gronk was was chugging a bottle of wine <laughs> and, and groping whoever was on in front of him <laughs> uh, but that Gronk doing Gronk things yeah. at the, uh, the Gronkster that's it but um, I have so the other before I know I'm what other nuggets you got? I got another one, and this one shows you why golf is super young. It was reported that all week during the meetings, when they were prepping for the game, golf was getting sick and throwing up. Oh man, was he nervous or something? Yes. Yeah, poor guy. So his nerves were just. Through the roof I don't blame all him. week long. I don't blame him. You know, you know, you're you're a young dude getting into the Super Bowl for the first time Having in your so in much your success so fast. Yeah, you know, and that's tough. You know, and everyone's expecting like you know y'all's offense is this. You're the standard, and and it, it just it kind of everything that kind of catalyzed that team early in the season came back to bite them because having that awesome offense is. Something they leaned on very heavily. You know I mean, what happens when you're good, and when you have a strong offense, mm-hmm. people study you. Oh yeah, and learn oh, yeah. how to shut it down. I.e., why Belichick was able to hit up the Lions and hit up the Bears. Yep. And you know, uh, remember when I on the last show I dis- I explained that um, Belichick historically has struggled against the what McVay runs, that scheme. So he came. He he shocked me. He came more than prepared. He was like, I am going to shut down that entire... And that's what he did. He was changing every... So basically, uh, what what was going on was McVay had to start trying to get his calls off and make his guys get to the line before Belichick could call his audibles. Yeah. Because you know at 15 seconds on the play clock is whenever they cut the mics and you can't communicate anymore. Now it's on your guys. So uh, it was it was... It was a big deal for golf. Um, it was some big shoes to fill. Uh, I thought that he did make some some mistakes. I wish he would have made. I wish he would have leaned more on his mental, you know, his his football IQ instead of McVeigh so much. Mm-hmm. It kind of showed that McVeigh is the reason why they had this success. He is that offensive genius. But as he said, he got out coached. There were situations where the game got away from him. Yeah. When Patrick Chung got injured. That's right there. That should have been. That should have been take, taken a big shot. 
They did not. They went right to a, a run with Gurley, and it didn't go for maybe two or three yards. That was a terrible decision. Pat, you have a guy that's cold that just came in, replacing one of your key safeties, and you don't go deep. Yeah. Why not? Why not send two receivers and make them have a miscommunication in that area? Why not? That right there, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is this is too much for McVay right now. Yeah. But I will say that with this loss to Goff and McVay is going to do either two things. This is either going to make them peak and they will never get back to this point, or they are going to become the powerhouse in the NFL. I'm hoping that you don't see what happened to to Dak and Zeke mm-hmm. in, in their rookie year, mm-hmm. uh, where where they they showed up and showed out. Well, I don't think um, you will because you have a much better of a, a play caller and more capable players on the Rams. Right, you're pretty one dimensional with with Dallas. But but that's that's what I'm 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 hoping that you don't see you know. I, I hope you don't see them shut down. Yeah. Next and have uh, like come a, next have, season have like a very down hang a hangover year. Yeah. You know. I hope that I hope that they're able to just get back at it mm-hmm. and go out and do what they know mm-hmm. how to do, and that's that's play football really well. And so I know the Rams, given if they are even if they keep the same exact roster that they have right now, they have a Super Bowl contender for the 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I if I know McVeigh. Like from watching watching him and his demeanor, he went home and he's watched that thirty times. He has went back and watched it and watched it and he has wrote down every little thing. Probably he probably can't even finish it all the way when he watches it and goes, "That is so out of character for myself." Yep. Why didn't I make this adjustment? And the, it it hurt him in the long run that he is so good at running that scheme that they became one dimensional in the game. They were not able to adjust. They couldn't adjust and strike back. There was no return to sender. Right. So that that really limited them. And by the time they started to kind of get the feel for what Belichick was doing to them, they just they were never going to get it going. And another thing, they're trying to use Cooks, Brandon Cooks, like he is a number one receiver. No. That's cool and all, but not against Belichick. Not going to work. It's not in the on the big stage. He was getting out muscled. The the refs weren't throwing their flags. Now they did throw one flag that I don't even want to get into it. No. Uh, you know they always do. No, but, no. Where's the flag this week? Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to skip right over that. But yeah, it. There is some things they need to go back and look at how their money is lined up with certain players, and start to adjust that. I, they need to get some taller receivers over there. Cooks is not a number one. Yeah. Well, I think I think there. This was. Um, I'm going to call it an underwhelming. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a good game. It wasn't a fun one to watch. It was a good though. football game. It was it, it was a great, great Super Bowl. It was great football. Terrible Super Bowl. Right there you go. There you um, go. It didn't play up to the hype in the in the modern era of Super Bowls. Yeah, this what is probably what has become the yeah. This is probably the worst modern Super Bowl. Right. Not not a bad football game again. Yeah. Uh, but still probably Agreed. the worst football uh, worst Super Bowl. In the modern era. Okay, Dallas. So go ahead and tell me before we move on. I want I, There's two things I want from you. I want who was your Super Bowl MVP and why. And then who is your biggest loser? My Super Bowl MVP uh, is, I, I mean, I've got to go with, with who was actually crowned MVP for mm-hmm. this game. Uh, Julian Edelman, because I can't give it to the defense as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to give it to Julian Edelman. I think he he played an outstanding game given the circumstances that their mm-hmm. team was in. Yep. Uh, they faced a lot of challenges getting their offense actually going, um, as, as did you know just because that that Rams defense did actually show up and stop Tom Brady from from doing all the Tom Brady things he right. is capable of right. doing. Right. Uh, so uh, props to Julian Edelman for being the guy who was able to make yep. it happen. Yep. He is he is the goat in. In the playoffs, as far as uh, small shifty receivers, I mean, yeah. he's, he's the best I've seen. And so, what about for you? And oh, for me, I was going to go with I was going to go with Julian Edelman as well. Okay, I mean, the dude. The Glad dude, to see we agree on something, dude. Man. That guy. I'm as I was watching him, it, it made me realize that it wasn't. Now the Chiefs are bad, but they weren't that bad, <laughs> right? Right. I I thought they were that bad, but Julian Edelman was just on another level. Mm-hmm. I mean, his separation and his release on his routes. I mean, you're talking about guys that are that have played against the best receivers in the NFL, and they couldn't even stay within two yards of him. Yeah. So if there's if there's one guy who earned his paycheck in this playoff uh, in this playoff season, oh, it was it was, it was Julian oh, Edelman, without a doubt. Yeah, and, he, and and rightfully so. I mean, he 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 played his butt off, and he has had a magical career. If he was to call it quits right now, I mean. He would never look back and say, "Man, I wish I would have done more." I mean, he's done. He, he's did it all. So and, I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You want to? No, say you're something? good. I, I think I think that's where the Patriots are at a, at a weird crossroads, where all of their guys, all of their team leaders, are in kind of the twilight of their career. Oh yeah. Tom Brady has kind of expressed, you know, he's maybe got like four years left if Father Time is good enough right. to him to give him those yeah. four years. Uh, you have Gronk, who people are questioning. He may what, may hang it up here. Yeah. He may come back. You know. And then you've got Julian Edelman, who's also. Kind of aging out of oh, yeah. of being effective. So and if, if Brady retires, I don't know if he retires with him. If he goes somewhere else, I don't know. Man, yeah. that's no telling. That's that's a whole that's a that's a whole episode worth of speculation <laughs> right there. Now, but once again, uh, go ahead. I wanted to go. Uh, I was just going to take the first swing at the biggest loser. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure you probably know who I was going to go with here. I'm going to go with Gurley. Um, a lot of people wanted to say it was golf. That's a big game for a young QB. But from a running back standpoint, all postseason, you really didn't show up for me. The biggest game of your career that you've played, you've been imagining yourself playing in since you were a child, growing and becoming this ultra player that you are now, and you didn't even make an impact. And I was so fearful that was going to happen. And he's the biggest loser for me. And like I said, hopefully this does... The, the latter of what I said earlier, I hope this catalyzes this Rams team, and I hope that Gurley capitalizes on it. I hope that Goff grows from it, and I hope that McVay understands the parts of his game that are weak, yeah. and they become a powerhouse. Uh, I, I do understand why, why picking Gurley is, uh, is, is so clear for you, but I, I'm going to have to go with Jared Goff. Uh, it's, it's really not a knock on Jared Goff. It's just that you were in the biggest moment of your career to mm-hmm. date, and uh, weren't able to pull out the victory that mm-hmm. you you you've been clear, you've been consistent all season, mm-hmm. and that broke down in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to give it. I have to give yeah. that 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 title. I want to say I do want to say that, uh, and that's fair what you're saying. Um, but to be fair, I think that it could have been Peyton Manning in that spot, and it would have still been hard to get it done. Yeah, it, you're that, right. I you're mean, right. the the defensive scheme was masterful. You're right, and I I literally can't I can't express to you 
how hard it was for golf on that field with the weapons he had and with McVay getting out coached. I really don't think that that golf could have played that much better. He probably could have limited a couple of mistakes, but as far as getting it done and executing and and moving down the field, yeah, it was so hard. So we voted golf and Gurley yeah. as uh, as the Super Bowl's biggest losers. Man, that's that's a tough. And they're title. both on the same team. That's I know. <laughs> that's that's a tough title uh, for those guys to take on, and it's not any knock on them. It's not any uh, any any real knock on them. It's just yeah. what happened in They're this still game. Still two of the best in the game. Exactly. Uh, so got to give props props to the uh, to the Rams for making it to the Super Bowl and uh, for for giving us a good football game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and able to a great season too. Great season, absolutely yeah. fantastic season. But once again, congratulations to the New England Patriots, Tom Brady and company, on uh, on winning the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with more Pro Football IQ. You can find Pro Football IQ on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and many more coming soon. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Pro Football IQ to stay up to date with everything happening this week in football. If I want to hear awesome NFL talk, I just check out Pro Football IQ, hosted by Dallas Thomas and Joe Baglio. Do you have a question for the show? Or maybe you just want to share your thoughts with a diverse community of football fans just like yourself. Well, that's never been easier than right now. All you have to do is download the Anchor app and you can send in a voice recording of everything that you'd like to talk about. And it can be featured on this week's episode of Pro Football IQ. Don't miss out on your chance to let your voice be heard here at Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. And we're back with more Pro Football IQ. The new XFL will kick off in 2020, and quite frankly, we're going to give the game of football back to fans. This is the XFL. Welcome back to Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. And this week in football, we had us a press conference in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The very first head coach of the XFL was announced this week by Oliver Luck. Guess who? Who? The, the very first head coach and general manager of XFL, of the XFL Dallas team, is legendary college coach Bob Stoops. He's the coach and the... Yeah, so coaches, coaches in the XFL are both the head coach and... The GM. Ah, 
so you don't get none of that power struggle. It's none straight of, up. You know, I was thinking about that this week, but go ahead. Uh, no, I like that because it because it, it eliminates all of the dysfunction. Yep. It, it allows it allows them to have full control of the team. Yep. This is your team. Coach it the way you want to coach it. Put players on there. Cut players. All that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Bob Stoops. I'm so excited to see what what Bob is able to bring to Dallas. Uh, I, as a as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I love I love football in Arlington. I love football in uh, in Dallas, Texas. But Bob Stoops, a little bit of his resume: 18 years as head coach of Oklahoma, uh, overall record of 190 to 48. Mm. Uh, he won a national championship in the year 2000 uh, with big with 10 Big 12 championships. Uh, to Walter Camp, Coach of the Year, and the only coach in the BCS era to win the Rose, the Orange, Fiesta, and Sugar Bowls. Wow. Bob Accolades. Stoops. Bob Stoops is going is bringing bringing in Bob Stoops as the first coach announced for the XFL. Uh, brings in a lot of legitimacy mm-hmm. for this league. Yeah. I think it's not it's not just a rec league. It's not. Yeah. They I think they wanted to go out and prove they wanted to get a name that you can recognize. It's established. Yeah. Uh, Someone who can bring some legitimacy to this league, and Oliver Luck already does that as uh, as the CEO uh, of the XFL. But I think I think to have head coaches like Bob Stoops, and then more coming soon, um, I think that's that's the biggest that that's a big name and a big gift. I like that for this actually. team and for this. I really league. do. Uh, you, you're you're putting in a very experienced coach. He's done a lot of scouting. He's been to the championship level at the college scene. And, uh, I mean, you can't really find guys that aren't hired right now that have that many accolades. Well, there, there are so many coaching positions that exist. Mm-hmm. Now you have a coach for, every, for practically everything yep. uh, that, you can, that you can have in football. I mean, you, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, there, if there's a breathing coach out there to teach players how to breathe correctly. <laughs> but, I mean, and that, that's a joke, of course, but... To see someone like Bob Stoops be able to come, I think he he was retired. If I if I yeah, I know he. I don't think he was working. Um, yeah, but but to see him be able to come out and and go to the XFL, uh, I think it's a huge get. Yeah. I, I think it's it's probably one of the best moves that they could have made. I think that shows that the XFL is for real this time. Okay, they've come around and they've made some big moves, and they're showing their legitimacy. This isn't just hey. We want people to pay attention to our brand, and you know, if you don't like NFL, come watch us. No, they're they're bringing in some legitimate coaches, and they're trying to make it competitive. Yeah, and uh, and I like that. I like what they're doing. I didn't know about the GM deal. I love that. Um, obviously, that wouldn't work at the NFL level. It's just too no. large, too much responsibility. But when you're talking about these teams that are kicking off from the ground up, having your coach being the head man eliminates dysfunction and right. and I think that's great for the game because there means there's not going to be anyone in his way. That means that's going to you're going to get great football for the level of coaching that or the level of play that they're they're putting on the field. Yeah. You're going to get the best coaching and the best development and it's going to be their guys. And you know, I I thought about that this week uh, as after I watched this this press conference and, and then another interview with Bob Stoops. Um, it made me think a little bit Vince McMahon is the owner of the XFL. Mm-hmm. I love Vince McMahon. He was the voice you heard that says that yep. we're going to bring, we're going to give football back to the to the fans. Um, and so, Vince McMahon is the owner of the entire league. There's no individual owner of the teams. 
that means that there there is no the coach isn't the middleman there you know there is no there there's no like middle management here mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to you don't have any other any other voices that determine your your coaching strategies uh, you don't have anybody with with outside interests who are trying to further their own wealth and their own right, brand and right. you know uh, trying to become a mogul or whatever yeah. um, and so I'm excited to see these teams who just get to go mm-hmm. and do football especially well. especially since you said that they're going to be doing their draft like didn't you say that the draft is going to be uh, six months from now or something yeah like so that? the draft is in the is going to be in late summer okay so that means these. You're not going to have some GM over that coach saying, no, 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 I drafted this guy. We're going for this That's guy. That's my yeah. guy. The coach is going to be like, no, that guy doesn't work for what I do. Right. You know? And that's you, you get make to form this, your own schemes. Yeah. You you every, you control every aspect when you're when you're the head coach, right. and that that brings a lot more responsibility and a mm-hmm. lot more accountability mm-hmm. for that coach. Uh, you're they are facing. They're the, you know they're responsible for everything that yeah. happens on that field. Th- what, one thing that stands out for me is that means you're going to get the best football possible. Yeah, it's going to be the best football possible. I like that because you're not going to have, you know, this the, like I said the dysfunction, but you're not going to have the coach struggling to put the guys that he wants in. It's going to be what he wants from top to bottom. Right, and that means you're going to get like the purest form of football. There's not going to be, oh, you need to play this guy, even though he wants so-and-so in. Yeah. And you don't realize how many times people in the, that play fantasy or people that just watch football, they go nuts. Fans are like, why are you doing that? That guy doesn't do that. That's not, you know, a lot of times it's because personnel or the, the GM or whoever, the owner, wants that guy in that position. Right. Now, I, I'm just, I'm really excited about this announcement from the, uh, from the XFL. Um, we're going to, they're going to be introducing a lot more over the first quarter mm-hmm. of 2019. And I mean, you look at the timeline, Oliver Luck says the first quarter of 2019, we're, we're halfway through, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're coming up on halfway through February, yep. you know? Um, and they got to get it rolling because yeah. the, uh. AAF has got it rocking and rolling already, you know. Yeah, the AAF is up and running. They currently and, have uh, actually, as a recording, they have their their first game of the season being broadcast. And, and you know, it's I can't wait to go back and, and watch those games and uh, and pay more attention to it. But you know, they're announcing in the first quarter of 2019. They're announcing the the rest of the coaches for each of these teams mm-hmm. in the XFL. Uh, and then he also, Oliver Luck also said that in the first quarter of 2019. Um, that they are going to be announcing their quarterbacks and other impact players. I like that. So you'll know who the roster. I don't think you're going to know the rosters, but you'll know the free agents and you'll mm-hmm. know who is available. Yeah. Uh, and then you know who knows what they what they decide to do uh, between now between now and the fall, they could decide that the team get you know they could start out with a QB and yeah. then form their you know form their teams right. from the draft. I love it. I, I you never know. I love this. Uh it 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 gives kids if this can succeed, it gives kids that are growing up playing football being told, you know, you're too small. You're never going to make it. Yeah, you're never going to be able to play ball. Like some of these kids, they just want to go play and make money. They don't want to get rich. They just want to be able to play right. and be paid enough to where they can sustain and keep playing. Exactly. You know, a lot of them are like, you know, I want to play for ten years, and then after that, I'll deal with regular life. Like, yeah. I just want to go play ball, and I think that's awesome. I yeah. mean, if this can succeed, this opens jobs. This, you know, and not only for for coaches and football people, but 
regular people. Like if yeah. you you can go be a ball boy, you can go and be a referee, you can go and work at the stadium. This is competition is always is always going to be uh, productive, mm-hmm. regardless regardless of what it is. Because um, you got millionaires, they're trying to make money. The only way they're going to make money is by spending money. And guess who makes money off of millionaires? The the lower class people going to work, going to these stadiums and and working the concessions and working on the field. And, yeah, I mean, and you, it's you know awesome. you know who ultimately wins, the fans. Yep, uh, the fans win because when you have competition, you get no BS football. When you get competition, you have to be better. I love that Vince McMahon is the guy who is heading this whole thing up because there's nobody else who could do it. You look at his story and being the owner of the WWE and the, you know, uh, the WWE kind of reaching its peak popularity of being the pop culture icon uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And during that time where they were their most popular, where you have your icons that come out like Stone mm-hmm. Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple right. H, Shawn Michaels, yeah. all those guys, it all happened while they were facing WCW and fighting for their life, fighting to stay on mm-hmm. the air. The Monday Night Wars. And so you look at that. Hopefully the XFL, I don't think they're going to immediately compete with the NFL. And I don't think that that's their goal. But I think that whenever you have have competition, whenever you have somebody who's breathing down your throat, uh, NFL, Mm -hmm. whenever you have the 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 AAF and you have the XFL coming down your street. You have to perform better. You have to be a better organization. You have to do more to please your fans so that you can keep your fans and not lose them. And these these smaller organizations, XFL, AAF, mm-hmm. they're going to be working double time so that they can get new fans, new people interested in their product, and more people that love football right. to tune in because yeah. that's that's what you're going to get. You're going to yeah. get. You're not going to get casuals. Mm-hmm. You're going to get diehard football fans who are going to watch this and look for the best talent. And it's good for the game too because a lot of people are uh, hesitant to really get into the the professional game. They don't want to they don't want to watch it as much because they feel like the refs do too much or that there's so much controversy and the rule book's huge. And this is great for the game in general because you're going to have guys that only watch college and they're going to see this and they're going to say this is a very base football format mm-hmm. and it's very easy to watch. It's going to be a very they're not going to mess with it very much. It's just going to be like if you know football, you're going to watch this and you're going to know what's going on every play. Well, the thing is, these teams or these these leagues do have some things that set them apart. Uh, the XFL is going to be releasing their official rule book and uh, game format in the in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, once when, once they have their draft and supplemental draft for the league. Uh, but there are some different rules mm-hmm. that are that are I coming out. I expected that. Uh, in the AAF, I, I'm looking. Um, but there are new rules and style of play. So in the AAF, games are going to be about two and a half hours long uh, with a 30-second play clock and no kickoffs. No kickoffs. No okay. kickoffs whatsoever. So what are they going to start it at their, like, 20? At their at their own 35. Okay. That's a little... That's a little okay. Yeah. I wish they would have pushed that back a little bit. I mean... I think starting off at your 30 or 25 would be good but i mean at the same time uh i mean i can see what they're doing they're trying to get that 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 fast-paced you know gameplay going on yeah uh the 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 commissioner of this league i i, can't, I don't even know his name uh Pelina, i don't know uh he says when in doubt go with touchdowns uh so that there is I no like the, there there's no kicking involved in this game um you're 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 Fourth down is going to be like I think your your onside your onside kick. And I put that in air quotes. You're listening on the radio. You're not. You can't see that I put those in air in air quotes. But uh, 
Yeah, so their onside kick is going to be a uh, fourth and twelve, is what I saw, and you have to go for it on fourth and twelve. So explain it's that. it's so, a it's a weird situation. I don't yeah. I don't I honestly we're don't even to, know. We're gonna, gonna have to look we're gonna have to look, gonna have to look more out. in. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to actually watch this and you know having it in the background uh, and being able to watch it a little bit earlier as I was doing some prep for the show, uh, it, it helped me a little bit and that's how I was able to know fourth and twelve when I'm looking at a screen that says fourth and ten because this is you know previous. Uh, but listening to listening to the AAF announcers who were speaking earlier, mm-hmm. um, they said that there's a, a high likelihood that this game, that this league evolves over oh, yeah. the season. Oh, yeah. And that and that it's not going to take until next season for them to, to implement new rules. To be a these new product. these new roles these new rules could be implemented as early as 11 p.m. tonight. You right. know, once that once this game goes off the air, their commissioner could say, mm, "You know, I don't like how that worked yeah. out. Let's change yeah. it." Uh, but and I think these- that's good, though. I mean, not 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 constricting yourself, not not bonding yourself down, and not allowing you to grow. Like, if you don't think it's good for your brand, the NFL doesn't have that ability. That like, lets you play situation. Yeah, the NFL once they make a rule, they it's have there. to play it out that whole yep. season. Yep. You know, and then it's got to go through a whole board and committee to even get the rule changes. Yikes. So I like that. Um, that like you like you said, that's that's good for the brand. It's good for fans, and that's good for just watching good football. I mean, yeah. you know, like you're getting you're getting a very <laughs> professional um, feel, but without all of the headache and the verbiage. Yeah. Well, I like I like this AAF starting up. Um, I don't being being a, a big supporter of the XFL. I'm I'm a little hesitant. To, to say I like the AAF, but oh, more, it's only going to do good things. It's only going to be good. It's you're gonna right. Be great because what that's. But I don't do, want to. I don't want to see the XFL talent pool get any. You know, have less depth because of this. But the right. the AAF. Uh, I read earlier that their their whole goal is to take people who aren't NFL ready. That's basically a developmental oh, yeah, league. A feeder league, yeah, uh, for sure. And so this is this is to give those guys mm-hmm. who aren't NFL ready, um, guys who didn't make the cut, mm-hmm. uh, with you know. Going into the season, NFL teams have 90 players, right. and they, they cut that down to their 52-53-man their yeah. squad. Or you're going to see guys that, that flamed out of the NFL, or guys that were great but just couldn't keep it right. And then they go to this, they're not going to be making, be making as much money. Maybe that's the act right they need to go and play. Well, I did see I did see this. So the alliance uh, development that's going to be crucial, players cut from the NFL team in late August, early September, will compose much of the alliance rosters. Uh, you got to trim from 90 to 53, so many of those guys can play. Uh, the Alliance offers a three-year, $250,000 contract uh, that includes an out clause if the player gets a shot back at the NFL. Plus, there's bonus money for everything from marketing to public appearance, which is uh, where bigger-name players, perhaps NFL-accomplished veterans, uh, muscled out of the game, can make some, some good money on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, this is going to be great for those, those lower-level Mm-hmm. Um, talent to be able to try and uh, try and succeed. Yeah. But I think that that higher tier of talent is going to head over to the XFL. Yep. And what you'll also see here's another thing, and this is something that's great, is for exposure, um, guys that that just couldn't go to college, or they went to college and they <clears> couldn't <throat> they couldn't stay in long enough. They got in trouble or couldn't hold up academically mm-hmm. and it doesn't have anything to do being good in academics has nothing to do with football and i hate that narrative for college and that's how the nfl has used it they've stacked it like college and the nfl have kind of had that agreement this right here they go and play this they go and shine for two or three years in these leagues and you best bet the nfl is going to come calling yeah 
Well, the cool thing of what I'm what I'm looking at with uh, with the AAF is you can literally you can watch their games live on their website. That's like, we, neat. I like we have that. they they have a they have a deal with CBS wow. uh, where you, where you can watch on TV and that's what we're watching right now. Uh, but that's a different game from what we're watching right on on my laptop right now. Right, right. On the television behind us, we have um, we have the Orlando Apollos versus versus the uh, Atlanta Legends. Right now, we're we're watching San pick Antonio six, versus six. San Diego. Uh, pick and six so, right now, baby. So it, it just makes it it makes it really accessible. Uh, the AAF is setting they're setting themselves up for success. Hopefully, hopefully they're able to succeed more. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have plenty of coverage on them and the XFL as the XFL gears up toward their 2020 launch. Um, but you know, uh, XFL has eight teams as well as the AAF. The AAF has the Arizona Hotshots, the Atlanta Legends, Birmingham Iron, Memphis Express, Orlando Apollos, Salt Lake Stallions. San Antonio Commanders and the San Diego Fleet. Mm. Uh, I like these football markets. I think I like the San Antonio Commanders. Yeah, and the Salt Lake Stallions. I it has a nice ring to it, and I also very much like the Atlanta Legends. They, you know, watching them, they they look like a great team. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Orlando. <laughs> Yeah, Orlando. Orlando may have a squad. They got. On their they hands. got a little something going. There. Orlando may have a squad on their hands. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm enjoying watching San Antonio. I think they're the ones who put that big hit mm-hmm. and forced the fumble. Yeah. Uh, practically killed that QB. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I but, expect to see Johnny come. I expect him to come back from the the the, the Johnny the, the if Canada he league. if he does anything he is going to be in the XFL. Well, if, he, if he leaves the CFL, he will be in the XFL 100%. Well, it's probably going to come down to who's going to pay him. I think I think the XFL is going to offer better paydays, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, when they first when when he was brought up at first, they were kind of hesitant about it. So, well, AF I know, might I know, say, "Hey Johnny, we ain't going to play you. Come see us, baby. We got the money for you." Well, I know for a fact Vince Vince McMahon was interested in he was interested in Tim Tebow. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, how awesome would it be? To I'd just love see to see Tebow, Tebow come back, just, man. And this will be a great league for him to be in because it's not elite. Low pressure. It's yeah, low pressure, not elite. He can be himself. I like it, dude. I like it. And and this is that more make a play type of football. Yeah. And that's what he's good at. The only thing that that bothered me, um, and it, it's still he may he may have changed his stance on it. It's been a year since since he talked about it. Uh, it it really felt like at the beginning of the XFL, Vince Vince kind of was making a making a play toward that audience of people who were upset about NFL protests mm-hmm. and upset about the Colin yeah. Kaepernick's yeah. and you know and I mean that's just that's everything just else. He was business, ma- just making a play toward yeah. that audience, and I hope that he's kind of shifted from that a little bit mm-hmm. and can focus more on football and trying to not already divide his audience, right? Because uh, that's you you You're just only just targeting because, a yeah. certain group of people. Yeah. You you don't want to just get one one group of right. people. Hopefully, it can be an inclusive league uh, that'll be exciting and fun to watch with mm-hmm. with high level QBs and uh, exciting talent. That's man. awesome, man. Could you imagine Tebow, Johnny? I mean, dude, like if Randy Gregory and what did Randy Gregory get reinstated? I'm yeah. not sure, but there's some great players out there, man. I would love it. Josh Gordon. Oh, oh, he can't play in the NFL. <laughs> Guess what? He can come play for one of these. He could bounce between both of those leagues. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely in the AAF. I mean, you know, to, players are loving this. They're like, "Oh, you want you want to say what? 
you know I'm a superstar, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I think you're the highest paid player in the XFL or in and, the and AAF. That's, that's why seeing the competition, it, it really makes me happy. I love seeing I love seeing players have options because the same thing for me, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a wrestling nerd, mm-hmm. right? The same thing for me is happening in the wrestling world. Right. You're, yeah. you're getting another company that's started by, brands, by the yeah. owner, the owner of the Jaguars. Started yeah. a wrestling yeah. company with, with the biggest names in independent wrestling, and uh, it's kind of cool that the the wrestling giant has has a football guy yeah. coming for him yeah. while the while the wrestling giant's going for football. Yeah. You know, it's that's, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of cool to see it happen. Um, but man, there's some cool stuff that's happening with XFL in the next. I'd imagine in the next six weeks mm-hmm. we'll have all of the coaches and and uh, and GMs named yeah. for for the eight. Uh, XFL teams, and then we'll we'll have some more AA, uh, AAF. I I can never. You'll I get it. I can't. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. I couldn't get it right away, but I got it now. It doesn't roll off the tongue. You know what I what I really hope happens is that the XFL takes this time to kind of watch. You can kind of use them as an experiment and watch. You know the AAF that is. You can watch them and see. Okay, I like what they're doing there. But this is where our brand's going to be a little better, right? Because you have to, you you can't have three of the same, right? You you have to distinguish yourself. Uh, I remember seeing yesterday, or it may have been day before, but looking at XFL rules and what they what they had planned and kind of their their reimagination committee, because their whole thing is uh, football reimagined. And I know for a fact that they they are going to have kickoffs. They are going to have the they are going to have punts in the XFL, mm. uh, but there's no there's not going to be any fair catches. You're, oh, you you got to return it. You are not going to be able to do or a fair catch. Or you get catch. pinned back. Um, but the thing is, they're they're also trying to limit you from uh, being able to put those high impact hits. That's fair. Uh, on, I mean, on that, those receivers. That, those are the most dangerous plays because yeah. you have guys coming full speed, forty yards from downfield, right? And a guy and, that can't really. And so the way that himself. the way that they're doing that, they're also decreasing the distance uh, between those teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. So instead of having a forty-yard head start, you're I think uh, you're going to have a twenty-five-yard okay. uh, difference. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So it, it's it's going to be different. It's going to be they're going to lead towards safety, mm-hmm. whereas the original XFL was like, hey, we're going to pit these guys in a death match, and uh, <laughs> whoever we'll, comes out alive we'll is put, the winner. We'll put Stone Cold Steve Austin in there <laughs> with and, uh, football pads on, <laughs> and we'll see what happens if and he gets a Stone Cold and a beer helmet. Somebody. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm really excited that they're 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 really leaning more toward the safety side of football. They're experimenting with with colleges right mm-hmm. now and going over all their rules and rule changes and, and ideas and seeing what sticks and what works and what mm-hmm. works well. And uh, I I'm so excited to see the new XFL in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it succeeds. I hope the AAF. Wow. God, that's gonna take me this forever. Is, this is great. I I just had a, a vision. Of guys just completely skipping the oh oh I have to wait another two two years and with that that retarded college scene they like to farm the players I, it forces guys to play even though they're not even there for a degree it forces them to play just so that they can get drafted and make yeah. it to the pros this right here they can say you know what I know I can ball I'm going to play over here I'm gonna get paid. Right now yeah and then the NFL is gonna see me and then I'm going to the big leagues because you know. You- 
scouting just got serious. Oh, you NFL scouting you just got and this really is, serious. Yeah, and this is something I've always had a love for. You know I love going back, looking at film. I love yeah. looking at players. I get interested in guys. Certain things that guys can do excites me because it's like, man, that guy would be great in this situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is super cool. I'm, I'm very young in scouting, and I listen to a lot of shows that try to de- teach you and develop you how to get into it. And this is super cool because this is going to be great for players, great for people trying to get jobs, get into the scene. And then not only that, this is going to be like, wow, NFL is going to have to really up their salary cap. because Oh, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Because you're going to have people that are like, well, if you're not going to pay me, I can go be the face of this team over here. Mm-hmm. You know, Even though he may not be that great in the NFL, guess what? You're going to need more money to pay all your players. Right. And that's that's the thing with competition. Uh, when you when you create opportunities for these guys, uh, you have more leverage in your in your negotiations. And I just hope we I hope we see good football. I think you're going to see a lot of that with the XFL. Hopefully, we get that with the AAF. It's going to take me. It's going to be by the end yeah. of their season uh, until I until I'm <laughs> I've actually got it. able I've to got say it. I love it and not have it feel weird. But uh, yeah, you can watch you can watch uh, the AAF. God, it's it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, you can watch the AAF on CBS, or you can find them on their website, like I just did. And uh, it's it's a completely different game. It's so on their cool. website. It's so cool. I so love it. I think uh, they're going to be really accessible. Yeah, and 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 it's it's really neat for me uh, because this is something that you can get on and watch on your local cable, and you may not have you don't have a favorite team yet. You don't even know none of these teams. This, this, you don't have to pick a team that's from your state. You can just pick a team and say that is my team, and that's fresh. Why, that's why those familiar names and familiar faces, this, the semi stars, those right, those names right. that kind of sound potential. familiar. Uh, like we saw Jeff Fisher is the head coach, yeah. I believe, of the San Antonio team. I could be wrong. Oh, really? Uh, but, but I think that I think that's what I saw. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll I saw him in the booth, but I didn't yeah, know he, he was, was a coach he was already. Yeah, he's a, he's a head oh, coach. Oh, we got to look that up. Uh, so. Seeing seeing Jeff Fisher, he's one of those names that if you don't know football, you've still probably heard him. Oh yeah, heard he's of been, him. He's before. been on the butt of some jokes. Yeah, very <laughs> very good football mind. Uh, not not the greatest of the new school coaching, but uh, I think this break of you know he, he who he is is the prior coach of the of the Rams before McVay. You know the genius is that or the genius that McVay is took over the Rams and turned them around, but. Um, yeah, so I, I I really like that, um, and I just told you that San Antonio, I like that team, so that might be my squad, man. Yeah. I might have to roll with them, man. Let's but, see. Um, yep, he is the head coach of the San Antonio Commanders. Wow, awesome, awesome. So they have the San Antonio Commanders, and then they got the what is it, Salt Lake Stallions? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it, dude. Yeah, I love it. I I I am so excited. This I'm, is great. honestly I'm I'm kind of partial to the uh, Orlando Apollos. Dude, they hey they got a squad. They, they do. got a squad. From what I mean, you know, uh, the, the, dude, I love it. I love it because there's gonna be teams you can be fans of. You can. I'm, I'm so interested to see if they're gonna have merch. Like oh, I, they, so they already cool. they already have a merchandise deal with Starter. Wow. From what I understand, what? yeah, Starter Starter. At if you back. look at you look on their on their jerseys. You'll see the oh, I do the see that. Okay, yeah. wow, that's wow, way to go, AAF. Wow, I'm impressed. They're they're, they're way ahead of where they should be, dude. For them point. to for them to launch this that fast and with very little promo, yeah. They and also I I did notice this and I saw it 
unfold while we're watching. Uh, sorry to our audience if we seem a little scatterbrained. We do have football There's in the background. There's so much going um, on right now, guys. We, we wanted to record and also wanted to watch the game yeah, a little I bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got to so, get it in. We knew we were a little behind for y'all. We wanted to get y'all this content. Yeah. So uh, I, I did see that they are limiting defense to a, to a five-man rush. And uh, yeah, in the AAF, in the doing? AAF, really? Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. I wonder what the the mentality is behind that. I don't know. I, I you know I really what it don't. probably is. You know what I'm thinking? It's probably just player safety it, is what they're looking well, for. Well, but, no. Um, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I wish I'm gonna have to link that to uh, to the wow. show so that wow. people can see what we just Guys, laughed this about. This is this is what I think this is gonna be the norm. Right here, what, it's going to be fun to watch. Isn't that honestly. just good football right yeah. there, though? Yeah. Like, no, no, you're you literally. I love the main thing that I love about this is that as I watched that happen, I didn't go. Let me wait to celebrate because there's probably a flag somewhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Doesn't that feel so good and genuine to just go? Hey, he got the ball. If the ball's in his hands. He's got to run it back. Yeah. It's it, you know in the NFL you don't get to celebrate immediately. You got to go. Where's the flag? Is there one? Oh, oh, there's not one. Yay. Right, right. You know, instead of just being able to enjoy what happened real time. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And I think the NFL is going to have to adjust. Dude, they're going to have to adjust their rules. You're going to see them go from the no fun league. They may may be the the, the super fun league in the next year or two. Between the AAF and And the the XFL XFL combined, they're going to have to change a lot. Yeah. Because. You can say what you want. I know I'm not sitting here saying they're going to take fan bases or nothing. No, but they're they're not even competing in the same market, right? Because the calendar doesn't right. line up for but it. But what but what you might see is you might see people who don't have season tickets. They don't go to every game, and they just kind of set up to go to a game or two a season yeah. for an NFL, NFL team. These might be more affordable, and you go, well, why would I go to two NFL games when I can go to five? Of these games. Right. And I can, they start to really, you go to those games, you start to support them like a college team. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to buy some merch from them, not not that big team. Yeah. And then it's original too. It's like well, your own thing. That's how I feel about the XFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm I love the Dallas Cowboys. I, I do. And I like the Rams. Those are my two kind of, those are my right. two teams. Right. Uh, but when it comes to, to other things, man, XFL, you, you're going to see me, you're going to see me following very closely right. the, uh, the Houston team and the Dallas team and uh, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what AAF team I actually said it wow I'm not <laughs> sure I told what, you you'd get I'm it. not sure what AAF team I'm gonna follow the most I, probably probably the San Antonio commanders oh that's um, my squad you can't jump on my squad <laughs> and, and, and Orlando Apollo we'll see we'll see what happens but uh, man I am just so excited there's a lot of good football that's happening and you know I a lot of people kind of like joked with us at the end of at the end of this football season, they're like, "Oh, y'all started a football cast. Y'all started a football podcast at the end of NFL season. Oh, You're no, stupid." Baby. And that goes to my what is my hashtag, Dallas? Come on, you you tell the people. You t- it's yours, guys. This is my hashtag right here. There is no off season. There is no off season. That's my hashtag. For, for we know we here at, at Pro Football IQ know that for real football fans. There is no offseason. Exactly. So we're so excited to bring to you the very best football coverage possible. Uh, We're going to bring to you everything that we know about the XFL, uh, everything we know about the AAF. Yeah. I got it. uh, My pro football IQ listeners, guys, this is – you don't realize how awesome it is for us. There is large, large amounts of money that we can't even comprehend being put to work and spent right now to create teams – 
outside of this one brand that we have all been accustomed to have to like if you wanted to see the highest of football quality you had to follow it and if it hasn't been satisfying you this is the perfect opportunity for you to branch out be creative pick your own team watch or, or you don't even have to pick your own team you can pick multiple teams there's two new leagues coming out the nfl and is no longer a monopoly exactly and that's the, that is the best guys you don't realize how awesome this is if either one of these leagues can at least sustain or if for some reason what if they combine if they say you know what if we bring ourselves together and we have one side like one conference and then the other conference then then you have this this powerhouse that's that literally competes against the nfl in the offseason and this is a chance for you to watch this happen right now this is something that your your kids are n probably never going to get to even experience what's happening right now we are in the middle of a football renaissance i love it we are in a football rebirth that's a with great the, way to with say the it. nfl with the xfl with the aaf with the xfl on the way i'm so excited Things are going to change, and the and the NFL is going to have to be better to keep your yeah. attention and to keep your dollars. Mm -hmm. And and you as a football fan and robbing you of your joy. If you're a Saints fan, ooh. you have to love this. This is great. This is going to force them to get officiating right. This is going to force them to try to to limit the bad calls and get things get things done the proper way and be fair. You know, a lot of these these teams that are that are pushing the rules and and kind of bending it a little bit because you know this quarterback's older than that quarterback and you're man i think that stuff's on its way out real quick the the competition forces a change mm -hmm. and with us being in a football renaissance you are going to see change happen and on the fast track they are going to get in the fast lane of change in uh in the nfl in the xfl in the aaf and everywhere else where you can watch football these guys are going to give you are going to do their best to give you good football that you love watching and can be invested in and as a fan you need to make these organizations fight for your dollar you, damn right you need to make them if you give another well actually no you don't need to make the XFL fight for your dollar. You don't need to make the AAF fight for your dollar. Just give them your attention. Yep. They don't need your dollar right That's now because they they, they're well-funded right now. That's all they want. But what you need to do is make the NFL fight for your dollar. Mm -hmm. Make the NFL fight for your attention because they are the monopoly. They yep. are the big dog in town. They're the biggest game in town. And they, if they begin to see their ratings struggle, if they be, which I'm, I can guarantee you they already did. I can guarantee this was the lowest-watched Super Bowl in 10 years. True. True. Lowest modern watched point. Super Bowl. And so to see them face these struggles right now in the midst of a football renaissance, mm -hmm. in the midst of seeing new birth happen mm -hmm. in, in this space, in this industry, it's going to force a lot of change yeah. in this league. And it's we're we're going to enjoy it a lot more because of it. Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of friends and you know, older guys, a lot of old money in that circle in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, it's like, hey, you scratch my back. You know, this year's my year. I scratch your back. Don't think that that doesn't go on. If their team's capable of getting to the big show, that goes on. Yeah. But this right here, let me tell you what, it, $2 billion may not seem a lot, you know, to the NFL. But when they start seeing, uh, you know, a billion here, a half a billion this year, they start seeing that decline, I promise you the league's going to come together. And mm -hmm. they say, hey. It's time to make some changes. Things we we ain't the only boys in the room anymore. Yep, and that's that's why I'm so excited to see what's going on. Can with you the tell XFL. I'm excited? Can I can tell? tell. I can tell. I think it's because we're watching football and recording. We haven't done that yet. No, this is uh, great. But yeah, so 
the AAF is on right now. We're actually watching it. You can find them on CBS or on their website, and you can keep up with everything happening this week in football at Pro Football IQ on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere you can, where you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon, and, and I think we're on Amazon Music. We could be. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Stitcher. Tell the listeners what happened. We made Anchor. it to? We made it to iTunes. Boom! We've been, we've been waiting and we've been fighting with Anchor uh, for the last, really, month uh, to try and make sure that we're able to get on. Uh, get on iTunes and be able to be found by everybody. Yeah. Uh, so we're approaching I'm, I'm really, 200 listens. Really, yeah, we're, we're climbing up. Uh, so we're, we're just so glad. We're so thankful that you decided to tune in to Pro Football IQ. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, for bearing through the, uh, the ads that we, mm-hmm. that we put up. We, we know that no one loves to listen to ads, but it's how we pay the bills here. So thank you so much for your support. It means the world. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all the ads and for all the content. And we're going to do our very best to bring you the best football coverage that there is uh, with the XFL, the NFL, and the AAF, and anything else. If there's any more... Any more football coverage that you want, make sure to tell us here at Pro Football IQ, and we will bring it to you. Joel, any closing thoughts? Yeah, but real quick, I just want to say, uh, guys, if my, my Pro Football IQ listeners, we have some cool stuff coming up. We need y'all interacting. They got some some off-season plans. Me and my, my main man right here, I got we got some really nice things lined up for y'all, and we got some interactive stuff. If y'all have things that you might want us to do, or you you know y'all want to you know, have have something that we create together. And just do some good football talk. That's all coming. Um, I have a long list of things that I want to get done. And uh, I know that Dallas right here, he's super intrigued by it. And we want to hear from y'all. We, we want we want you to be a part of our community. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to support Pro Football IQ. You can follow us on, on Facebook and on Twitter at Pro Football IQ. You can, uh, you can subscribe uh, and like all of, our, all of our podcasts on all of our platforms. If you're on multiple platforms, subscribe and like them on all of those uh, so, that we can, so that we can try to up our audience. And, uh, and there's, there's a lot of other ways you can support us there too. Um, so make sure, make sure to share it if you can. Make sure to share it with your. Really helps us grow. Yeah, share it with the people that you know love football, and uh, we'll continue to grow this diverse audience of uh, of football fans just like yourself. But also, there's a new feature that we found on on Anchor that allows you to monetarily support us here at Pro Football IQ. So if that's something you'd love to do, uh, we'd love to have you be be a part of the team and, and show your support and uh, help us help us keep the lights on, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, we're working on some merch for y'all too. Man. Yes, yes. We're, we're, re- we're redesigning some things. We're going to be dropping our new logo of Pro Football IQ and uh, and our new project that we're working on with... with uh, can, can we go... We're going to go ahead and announce it. We're going to go ahead and okay. announce it here. Um, Pro Football IQ is now... A part of a of a bigger entity. This started out as just Pro Football IQ, where we break down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. In football. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that sounds great. But you know, there there is more to it. And uh, the more the more we do this, the more we realize we love doing podcasting. Yep. Um, so we have started something new. Uh, and it's debuting as the IQ Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we Preach. we just we just redesigned the logo for it. Uh, we just got everything situated, 
and the IQ Sports Network is going to be uh, the Locked home, down, baby. the home of everything sports related. Uh, we're going to be discussing football. Um, we'll we'll have a lot more. Uh, eventually, we'll we'll begin a I'll begin a pro wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. so you don't have to hear me ramble Combat about pro sports. wrestling here. Combat sports. If you don't know who Joel Baglio is, uh, this guy is a professional boxer. A little little background. I don't know if you know this about Joel. Joel, what, what was your pro record? Uh, ten one and one. Ten one and one, and uh, we're hoping to make I had, that. I had over over fifty five amateur fights. I competed in multiple national tournaments. Ranked in the top ten multiple times. So, and I am a uh, Louisiana Silver Gloves champion <laughs> in uh, in box amateur boxing. Uh, so, two boxing champions here all day, uh, baby, all day, un unopposed. Yep. Um, I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna work on on combat sports IQ and uh, bring you the very best as we cover boxing. Uh, the UFC, many mm-hmm. other things. So, yep. uh, anything you love talking about, that's what we plan to cover here at uh, at the IQ Sports Network. Mm-hmm. But we we here mainly we, we focus on football for you guys for this for this show. This is still Pro yep. Football IQ. Uh, you're still locked in to the best football coverage that you can find, and we're going to continue to bring you the best of the XFL, the AAF, and of course the NFL of all the teams you love and uh, for the sport. That you love the most. Hashtag locked in. <laughs> and we, we, we're so excited to see the AAF and the XFL begin to kick off because we know that for real football fans, remember guys, there is no off season. There is no off season. And so we're so excited. Uh, we're going to bring you more content in the next week and uh, give you more details on the Pro Football IQ all-time draft as we begin to release information. So let us know. Uh, be sure to interact and share, and we'll make sure to bring you on and uh, get you situated for that as we move on to the next part of this season and broadcasting for Pro Football IQ. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, episode five Woo. of Pro Football IQ. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter so that you can stay up to date with everything happening in football and be connected to a group of football fans just like yourself. Pro Football IQ can be found wherever podcasts can be heard. Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, and more coming soon. You don't want to miss out on a single episode as we continue to bring you the best football coverage there is.